The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired, to create a deeper life, to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Hello, I am your host, Cheryl Jones. I want to welcome you to Good Grief, where we talk each week about the transformations that can come from loss. So happy to have you with me today. Please be in touch with questions, ideas, or just to let me know what you think of the show. My website, social media, and email address are all on the Good Grief host page at Voice America, along with links to every single one of the Good Grief shows that have previously aired. And I've also just added a link to an index of shows so you can easily find interviews on a specific topic. Today I'm joined by Kylie Krikorian-Hanish and Ivy Margolis. Kylie Krikorian-Hanish, OTD, OTRL, is a bereaved mother and occupational therapist living in Los Angeles. She's interested in the transformative aspects of grief, specifically how storytelling, meaningful activities, experiences, and environment contribute to healing after loss. Kylie and her husband, Sean, are creators of the Emmy-nominated film Return to Zero, starring Minnie Driver and Paul Edelston. It's based on their personal experience of their son, Norbert, who was stillborn and is the first feature film to tackle the taboo subject of stillbirth. Through Return to Zero, Kylie has found much healing. Her willingness to share her story and most vulnerable life moments has connected her to a community of families who've endured the unimaginable unimaginable death of a baby, leaving her feeling less isolated in her grief. This experience inspired her to create the Return to Zero Center for Healing, which through retreats, research, education, and outreach will help others live wholeheartedly after loss. Welcome, Kylie. Thank you, Cheryl. I'm so excited to be back on the show again with you. Oh, me too. And now I want to introduce Dr. Ivy Mogrulis Saidi of Angels Born Still. She's a clinical psychologist in Los Angeles specializing in maternal mental health, including stillbirth, miscarriage, infertility, postpartum mood and anxiety disorders, and newborn loss. Ivy brings mindfulness, ritual, and awareness to the mind-body-spirit connection through meditation, visualization, and breath work. In addition to Dr. Margulis' clinical practice, she's a death midwife, assisting and helping educate the family on processes associated with the transition of life into death at any age. The work Ivy does is designed to create a sacred space for parents who've lost their newborn for reasons that are unknown and make no sense. She's dedicated to improving the care and information families need in the hospital. 
Dr. Magolis is a member of the Los Angeles County Perinatal Mental Health Task Force, working to reduce the stigma and shame around maternal mental health issues while raising awareness of the number one complication of pregnancy and childbirth. Welcome, Ivy. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Glad to be back. Absolutely. Glad to have you. <laughs> I know I know you've both just been to Australia for your return to Zero Retreat, and I I wanted to know how the jet lag was. Jet lag was easier going there. <laughs> Bad coming, coming back. So coming are you pretty much recovered good, good at this week. point? Back on track. Yeah. But um, it's a beautiful, beautiful country. Beautiful. Had either of you been there before? No. No. You know, I, I know that that from our first interviews together, since you've both been on Good Grief before, that these retreats developed kind of organically, didn't they, Kylie, out of, uh, after Return to Zero was released, uh, kind of out of conversations. How did that, how did that happen? How did the retreat yeah. idea come about? Well, the, it's not all that exciting. I mean, it was kind of, um, I received an email of someone asking for resources who had lost a baby about six months prior. Um, someone had sent it to me, and I just I took a shower one day after receiving the email, and I it was just like an inspiration that I got. I had this idea that mm-hmm. it would be really great to bring women together who had been through this experience and... Um, and, and just being together with other women and also to be nurtured, you know, that they could be taken care of and not have to do anything. Like apart from their busy everyday life, that they could just take a break from that and really focus on themselves. So that, you know, that's, that's kind of where it started from. And it has been truly organic. Like, I, you know, I, I really come from a place of like what I feel and then, and then our experience as well has kind of directed us into how we kind of change things as we go from one retreat to the next. And Ivy, how did you and you and Kylie end up working together? Um, well, it's very Hollywood. <laughs> uh, my aunt is Mini Driver's publicist, and um, I guess Kylie and her were talking at the premiere, and uh, my aunt told Kylie about me, and Kylie Googled me, from my I understand, right, <laughs> Kylie, you Googled, and, uh, and then um, my aunt also let me know that Kylie was interested in meeting me, and we ended up having a three-hour dinner on a Sunday, and we just clicked, and we we're like, we're very like-minded, and we joke that we're sisters from a different mom, and mm-hmm. um, we both really have a lot of um, emotional... I don't know, love for this work. That's, that's, uh, that story is, uh, okay, we could say very Hollywood because of the publicist and the film and such, <laughs> but it's also very familiar in feeling to the stories of a lot of people I have on the show that when they're kind of ready to, to bring action to their experience of loss, there's this sort of following breadcrumbs feeling that something feels right and you you walk down that trail and then something else happens that seems right uh, it, it, that that sort of less um 
mind driven, but more maybe heart driven uh, mm-hmm. way of way of creating things. Does that fit for you? I think so. Yeah, definitely. I I like that way. I'm I'm glad to. I'm glad I'm glad to have it myself. Of course, this show is an outgrowth of just just such a thing, so that's familiar to me. Um, you know, I I have a little sense of each of you from spending an hour with each of you, and I would say I can see where your um, viewpoints and ways of coming at things are quite compatible, and you're also, uh, you know. You each have your own flavor. How do you weave together? Um, maybe, Kylie, you could start on this one and then Ivy chime in. How do you weave together the different things that you bring to the retreats? Well, I think I don't, I'm definitely the most left brain of all the people, you know, that work that we were, that we're working with. So, um, that I'm doing the organization part of everything and then I think what Ivy brings and really kind of has developed in me is a lot of the I guess the 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 mindfulness and the ritual adding these parts into the retreat which Mm -hmm. makes it really what it is I think and so um we, we are alike in a lot of ways but then we just you know I think we complement each other as well Mm-hmm. So, anything to add, Ivy, to that? How do you see that? Comp- well, yeah, my uh, first thought when you said that or asked was, I think we just complement each other because, well, we both have a lot of passion for what we do and know that we're doing something right because the retreats are just phenomenal. Um, we absolutely bring a different skill set, and it just it, it just fits. It's like puzzle pieces, and. Um, I think that we work really well together too. We both, you know, we both like to be focused and and um, accomplish things, and but also at the same time know that um, the we bring a balance. I guess is the word too. We bring a balance to to the work. You know, I I read the feedback from the participants. The last day, and um, two two themes sort of stood out to me, um, and I, I'm going to paraphrase them. The first one was, "I don't feel so alone." Uh, that just several people said, you know, they just felt they'd found others to share with, and how important that that was. And the other was, "I think I'll be able to find some joy in my life again." Mm. And and I I connected those two to an extent, um, but those are really big things to get out of a short um, retreat. Time. Yeah, uh, really huge things, especially given that the impression I got is that those were things that the women didn't have before that. You know that they were feeling very isolated and alone and unjoyful. Um, is it just the is it is it the ritual or is it being together with other women who also have experienced similar things? What do you think is the heart of such, such big statements as that? Um, well, Kylie, if it's, I'll answer. Um, I think that 
we 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 bring a sense of community that, that no one none of these women have found in their own lives, and um, not that everyone truly is isolated. Maybe they have you know a friend or a relative who maybe has gone through something similar. Um, but putting a group of women together that have all had the same or, you know, can find similarities within each other's stories, I think provides an instant sense of community. And um, we provide um, or set up a private closed Facebook group. And so on social media, they are all getting to know one another prior to the retreat as well. Mm. So when they come to the retreat, they're like, oh, you know, finding, you know, they just it reduces that sense of anxiety that they're coming someplace that they don't, may not know anybody. And um, I don't know. I just, I think it's a very sacred, protected time and place that we are able to provide these women and they, they just, they flourish. They just do. I really like that idea of a, of a um, develops, developing some sense of, of group identity before even coming to the retreat. That seems like a very powerful use of social media to me. Um, and reminds me of, you know, a few other things I've encountered where uh, people really connect. Uh, maybe they, they don't ever even meet, but they're very connected through an online group that way. Mm-hmm. Is that something uh, either of you had used before the retreats? No, not not I. No, we didn't even do that for the first, or the, for me, the first retreat, which was Vermont. Um, but we came up with the idea after, and it really, it really worked. It was really, it was really wonderful to see. Yeah, and people, people were sharing their stories, which we wanted them to do, but they were also, even before we got there, asking each other for advice in situations in their life, which is amazing. It's like, Mm-hmm. They could. They knew that it was safe enough, and that these people understood them. That they could ask for advice. That's fantastic, huh? I mean, th- yeah, that that does something beyond what you could do. Just the people leading to have such a peer, yeah, uh, such a peer feeling about it right off the right off the bat, huh? And do and do people do people join? Is it diff, is it a, a separate page for each retreat, or is there one page for everyone who's participated? Yeah, there's a separate page for each retreat. So, like, yeah, so a group of, you know, whatever it's twenty to thirty women. And, and I actually really like your those words peer to peer because that's exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because we like we're leading the retreat, but we're not we're not active every day answering everyone's questions or commenting on everything. That they're there supporting each other, which is really amazing. Mm-hmm. And and would you would that mean that you're sort of seeing yourself as holding the space and there is a resource or um, something other than that? You know, I I'm very aware when I'm leading things that are also my experience, um, that, that I'm, I have sort of two, two heads inside of me, <laughs> the, the head that has experienced what everyone there has and the, and the part of me that's kind of holding it for other people. 
Um, I wonder how that is for you. Because you both have, you know, a lot of personal experiences that intersect. I agree. I think we do. We have to hold the space um, and provide the space. So you're right. It's kind of a duality, but um, in walking that, you know, but it's really, we want, we really want to encourage that they, you know, bond with each other and communicate with one another and get to know each other. And be able, I'm assuming the the page remains open uh, post, post retreat for oh, yeah. women to continue to connect. And do you know if they do continue to connect afterwards and, 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 um, rest in each other's arms as it were after the, the retreat itself? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we, Ivy and I, um, are both members of all of the retreat group pages. So, um, so we see everything that, that goes on there, but, um, yeah, they definitely, after the retreat, it's it's even, like, it's very, very active. I mean, especially immediately post-retreat, it's really mm-hmm. active. Um, and as time goes on, you know, it gets less active. But from the Vermont group, people are still going there if they need support to, to a group that understands them. That seems fantastic. I'm going to keep that for when I start doing workshops because it just seems such a powerful um, addition to to uh, to being there in person. And also, I get the I get the sense people come from quite a distance geographically to your retreats. Sometimes is that so? So that they they it would be maybe difficult to have group contact without that. Absolutely. So it's time for our first break. I I I want to hear um, more specifically what you do in the workshops when we come back, and um, the kinds of activities that create such a strong sense of of um, of group groupness, I guess, um, connection. Um, so, listeners, just uh, feel free to go to social media and let me know what you're thinking, connect with me, make an appointment with me, ask me to speak or consult. And to find out more about the work of my guests, you can go to www.returntozerohealingcenter.com. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Real Life Solutions. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. I'm Cheryl Jones, and today I'm talking with Kylie Krikorian-Hanish and Ivy Margolis about their groundbreaking work with women facing the loss of a baby and other reproductive losses. And we were talking about your retreats before the break, and I wanted to uh, start this segment really talking particularly about the retreat in Australia. I kind of watched it unfold um, since I'm since I'm on your Facebook. You know, I I watched when it started and as it was going on and when it ended and I could kind of feel it you know over the wires um it it just seemed so powerful how did you end up doing a retreat in Australia well um heartfelt which is a australia based nonprofit who does bereavement photography they had applied to do some nonprofit screenings of Return to Zero. And so, and so we decided that, well, well, maybe we would go to Australia for, <laughs> for the screening. Uh-huh. Um, and, then, and then if we went to Australia, maybe we could do a retreat there. And Carly Marie, who she was also our, I guess, third co-facilitator and our special guest. She is from Perth, Australia. She's an artist who is known for her artwork, her affirmations, and she does beautiful beach photography. And so she, I don't know, she, I've met her twice and she stayed at our house and I said, well, if we do a retreat there, Carly must be involved. Mm. Um, And it just, I just felt like I should do it, even though, I mean, it was a big thing to organize retreat like halfway across the world not knowing where I was going whether I'd get enough people to sign up um sure but it just I just decided to do it and it all fell into place beautifully so that's wonderful it it was a good choice I mean the venue where we were at was I mean I don't I don't know if I could find anything better it was perfect it was nestled in the rainforest in between two hills, and you were removed from everything and everybody. It had a beautiful magnesium pool. It had a sauna, a, a sauna, a sauna, and a steam room, and a spa, and people could get massages. But it was small. Um, there was, you know, two blocks of rooms, and so we had we had 27 women plus the three facilitators, so 30 of us, 
and um, it was it was perfect. You know, I I hope that I can find other amazing places like that here in the United States. It looked very beautiful from the pictures that you posted. Just um, very intimate and spacious at the same time is is what I felt looking at the pictures. Yeah, you know, I, and I, and I know that the land there is very energetically healing because we're near Mount Warning, mm-hmm. and um, so the land was really special. And then there was also you probably saw in some of the photographs the octagon room, which is where we had yes. our yoga and we had all of our group meetings, and everything was in a circle. So just the beautiful energy in that circle was you could really feel that when you were there as well. You know, I've had quite a few guests from Australia, and um, I was I was beginning to think they were ahead of because of that because people have approached me from Australia and suggested people from Australia. I was beginning to think they might be ahead of us a little in terms of grief and loss and and um, having that be a more open conversation. But my guests have said no. However, I was interested in whether you noticed any differences. Maybe you could take this one, Ivy, about um, the way that we handle uh, loss and grief here as opposed to Australia. That's a good question. Um, And I'm pausing because I don't think there's a lot of difference. I don't think they're farther ahead. Um, I think that it's still a very taboo topic and mm-hmm. um, a lot of shame and stigma and a lot of isolation and a lot of silence around pregnancy losses and stillbirth and infant loss. Um, I think it all depends on your community or, you know, and who your family is um, and the resources available to you at your hospitals or in your local community as well. Um, And while there are foundations or certainly organizations that focus on pregnancy loss and stillbirth and infant mortality, uh, we have them too here in America. Sure. um, I think there's so much work that needs to be done everywhere. I I don't think they're progressive in that way. I wouldn't say that. I would Uh say we're all still fighting to get bereavement protocols changed on L&D floors, and we're still hearing terrible stories. Um, We are hearing some good ones. I really want to, you know, counteract that with some hospitals are on it. Definitely depends what hospital you're at. Absolutely. It depends what nurse you get that day. Um, But definitely the more traumatic stories outweigh the better ones. But it's nice to hear at least they're, you know, kind of a scattering of good stories if, you know, good out of trauma and tragedy can happen. Well, as uh, I'm very interested in the field of post-traumatic growth, and, and those things make a big difference if you feel witnessed and held and, you know, our capacity to make something out of a loss depends on certain things being supported, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we were just talking yesterday, Kylie and I, and just reiterating um, at a talk we gave, a presentation at USC to psychiatric residents, um, 
that the care one receives is remembered forever. Mm-hmm. You know, well, this may just be another patient in front of you. To them, this is a unique, tragic, traumatizing experience, and they will remember everything you did and said for the rest of their lives. And review it many, many times. Remember and review, oh, I would absolutely. think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So they're not ahead, but still, uh, you you were in a different country, and you um, and somehow you connected with lots of women to come because it sounds as if that was pretty much a full workshop. Yes. Yeah, we were uh, the capacity. Capacity, and yeah. so that that speaks to two things, maybe in part, um, just you know, visibility from the film being shown there. But but also incredible need for uh, for people to come together, and I was hoping you could talk a little bit. Um, maybe Kylie could take this one about. Um, you know, I think often when people haven't experienced huge loss, they can't quite understand why people would want to come and talk about it with others who've also experienced it. They might say it would feel overwhelming or, you know, um, why would you want to hear everyone else's problems? And yet the many, many people, perhaps the majority who experience something traumatic do want to do that. And I wonder if you could um, help the listeners understand that. Um, you know, obviously we've referred to a little bit, but uh, talk about that a little more deeply. Sure. Yeah, so talking about, like, why people would want to do this. I mean, I think, I think people, I mean, I think the people that are coming, um, you have to be in a place where you're, you're willing to look at your, your grief, because that's not an easy thing to do, I think, and I think people sometimes, um, will say they want to go, but then they make up excuses of other reasons because they think it's going to be too hard. And and, in, and I will say that it is hard to listen to everyone's stories because it's really sad. Um, yes. However, that in each person's story, you can find something small that is in your story as well. And so the, then the connection that you make with these women on that first night is is really strong, you know, knowing that, wow, all these other people know in some ways what I've been through. Um, the other thing that I think is so beautiful about coming together as a group is that you can be your authentic self. You don't, I think so much in life when something like this happens to you, especially in the beginning, like I felt like I should just go around like wearing a sign that said like my baby died because mm-hmm. I didn't feel the same as anyone else anymore. Like I felt I was really different. And of course now that has softened. I do feel like I'm different than everyone else. I mean, just because I've been through this and um, it's changed me, you know, and, and at this point I feel like it's changed me for the better, but it's still changed me. And, um, and so, like, by being able to be with other people that have been through something that you have, you don't have to act like you're okay. You can act however you want to act. And yes. I think that 
giving yourself permission to be whoever you are at that moment, the most amazing thing that happens is the amount of laughter there is. Like, like these women, it's like, I've never laughed this much, like, in so many, like, so much time, when I, you know, depending on when, when their, the death of their baby was. But, you know, and I think that there's such a disconnection with yourself because you have to put that grief to the side. So here, being able to reintegrate it into yourself, that it is just part of who you are, it allows you to find those parts of yourself that have died or are just really blocked. So that was a lot. I'm not, <laughs> Ivy, do you want to add anything? Oh, no, I thought you said it beautifully. Beautifully. <laughs> That I I like the last that last idea you you put out that um, um, on the one hand uh, hearing everyone's stories makes you feel uh, a sense of togetherness in your grief and then also at moments when someone finds something um, some joy or a moment of of grace or or humor. That also can be a little contagious. Yes. Yeah. That's a real savings grace from my from my viewpoint about living. But then I I lived, you know, the experience of living with a, an impending death for a very long time. Humor became huge in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important, like, like yeah. never before. Very important. So I want to talk a little bit specifically about what kinds of things you do in the group. I think we've talked about the kind of environment you create. Um, but could you uh, talk some about what sorts of exercises or group processes um, might be a part of it? Sure. I mean, I think that I, I mean, I'm an occupational therapist, and so I bring my theory, in the that we're kind of working with a whole person um, when I, we started creating what we were doing at the retreats. And, and that means that we're, we're looking at someone's physical body, their mental health, their spiritual health, and their, artist, their artisticness as well. So we try to do things, like, so for physical activities, like we have yoga every, every morning, um, and although our yoga is not super physical, but it's the physical in the mind and the breath altogether, you know, in a more spiritual sense. But we're we're moving the grief in the body that can get stuck. So we you know we do that. We we incorporate like guided meditations or affirmations, and then we have small groups where we have a specific topic that we're talking about for that day, and so. We break the group up into smaller groups so that we can kind of everyone can have has a chance to share mm-hmm. what we're talking about, and um, we try to incorporate different art or creative exercises as well that are, you know, they're meaningful but they're also lighter because we know like, we just don't want it we don't want it heavy the whole time. So trying to make sure that there's a balance between all of those different things that we're doing. And then free time also, because people just want to be together and talk. Sure, sure. 
The the creative expression, um, I imagine, also gives people a time to, because I, I have the idea that grief requires witness and it also requires uh, introspection. So I imagine, you know, people do benefit from having times where they're just with their themselves and their own experience and thoughts and feelings. Do you yeah, think so, agree. Ivy? Well, yeah, I think that um, if they can allow themselves to feel, really connect and feel their feelings and connect with the experience and um, their trauma and allow themselves to feel it in a way that they perhaps don't at home, they might be more guarded or not have time or... Um, or may start to feel it, but be stopped for some reason, so it's abbreviated. Um, this is a nice time for them to allow themselves to let, you know, let the critic and the judgment and the, the time constraints go and really either journal or take part in, you know, the activity that maybe we had. We had Carly Marie there, so we were very, very blessed to have her there um, and her artistic um, and her way of uh, helping people artistically express their grief in a, in a loving way to honor their baby. So it's also time they get to form and talk to and be with their baby, mm. um, which they often don't, you know, they don't get that. They don't get that. They, they leave having a new connection or even having permission almost to, to have that be a part of their daily or whatever they want, life, again, and not... It doesn't need to be pushed to the side or forgotten or hidden away. Well, that's very interesting to me, too, because of um, something I believe so strongly that uh, death doesn't end a relationship. And it ends a life, not a relationship. It ends a life not or a body, actually, yeah. <laughs> not a relationship. And, and, and yet there is so much of a, uh, of a kind of imperative to cut that off, which to me has always seemed like a double loss. Sure. Losing, losing not just the the person, but um, the capacity to, you know, connect mm-hmm. <laughs> within yourself. So that seems very powerful. Just to have that encouraged, um, to have you saying, "Go relate to this this child." Yeah, yeah, it is powerful. Is that kind of a new idea for some of the women? The idea that they could spend time with. Yeah. The baby they's, they've lost. So that must be very... Uh, um, emotional, no doubt. A, a, awakening, in a sense. Yeah? Yeah, <laughs> and a revelation <laughs> that... Revelation. Oh, can do that? Oh, wow. You know, yeah. how comforting that can be and how just, yeah, I, just like eye-opening. People I've known who've who've lost babies a long, long time ago in a way, um, have often very well-developed relationships, in, from my view, with that child. Uh, you know, over time, they've kind of somehow discovered that they need to reincorporate that relationship, and I, I think that's very beautiful. Well, it's time to go to our second break. So again... I want to encourage you listeners to go to my Facebook page, follow me on Twitter, connect with me on LinkedIn, and uh, everything, every link you might need is at the Good Grief page at Voice America, including that index link I mentioned. Let's, uh, let's have a conversation. Please find out more about 
uh, Kylie and Ivy's workshops at www.returntozerohealingcenter.com. And Ivy also has a website, www.dravimargulis.com. Be back soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back. I've been talking with Kylie Hanish and Ivy Margulies about their Australian workshop and their other workshops uh, with women facing stillbirth and other reproductive losses and just about their uh, return to zero, the, the return to zero healing center and all the work that they're doing with this, this issue. So we were talking about some of the specific things before the break, some of the specific things you do um, with women and the, and the kind of balance between being able to be, to have your story heard and being able to go in, inside and, and kind of experience what you're going through. And I wondered if there's anything else that um, you believe is... Um, you know, part of your secret sauce. <laughs> I think everybody that does something like this has something that, that uh, or several things that make it work. Um, what do you think makes it work so well? Because it, it obviously is working very well. Hmm. Wow, that, I don't... Hard, hard yeah. to nail down, huh? Well, I, I yeah. think one, one thing that I can say is that is that we come very humbly um, and that we're, we're coming from really authentic places and pure hearts wanting to help people. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if that's the secret sauce, but I, but I know that we, we come from a place of love and that, um, you know, and, and I know that, like, 
that Ivy feels the same way and Carly feels the same way that we, you know, and we, we really care about what we're doing. Um, and it's not about us. I think that's the other thing. Right. It's really about, about the women and creating that sacred, safe place for them to be and let all of this happen. Yeah, we're, there really is no, no ego. It's very unconditional, and we really we want to be there for them. We want to facilitate this magic that we can make in this group um, for them and with them. And I always say companion. We want to companion them in their journey. That's interesting because this same um, viewpoint, post-traumatic growth that I've been teaching about and reading about, uh, what they call uh, therapists in that context is expert companions, hmm. which I like quite a bit. And it, yeah, seems, like it. it seems in line with what you're saying, that you come with your skills and your expertise and your ideas and your planning, but basically in the end you are expert companions to the women. Mm-hmm. I also wonder how much you think it it impacts things for the women to know whether you whether you share in the same same way they do or not. That Kylie, you have that experience yourself. Do you think that impacts how safe people feel in the workshop? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Sort of yeah. the you've you've been there feeling and. Because I do, I do uh, yeah. notice that that seems to impact a lot of people that I work with. That you can kind of sometimes you can even tell that whether the person is saying it out loud or not. That there's some experience behind what what people are saying. Would you say that's truth true for both of you? That that people would tend to be able to feel that they feel it. They want to know. You know, they're curious. Um, you know, and I'm more an early pregnancy loss, so I'm not even a stillbirth mom, but breathe mom, but I, um, but I still can connect and, um, and share my experience. Uh, and it, they do like to know what, what you, your story is. Because and I think if, if somebody came in there, I was hosting a retreat, but they hadn't been through the experience. I don't think that the other yeah. people would necessarily trust them as much. Um, That's what I was asking yeah. about. Yeah, that I mean, seems I, true I don't, to me too. I don't know for sure, but I just—that's just my guess. Yeah, there's some comfort in knowing that you're going to a retreat where there are women facilitating that know or have been there. Yeah, it's true, even for. Sometimes even for patients coming into therapy, like sometimes they'll get curious about you and want to know if you're speaking from experience or from a textbook. Yes, and I I don't know about you, Ivy, but I find that I I um, when people are working with a specific issue that I have had that experience, I'm a little more um, open about saying that I have had it. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> yeah. It just seems so important for people sometimes to know that if you're not. Yeah, if it's appropriate and you know you're patient enough, yeah, then it's then it's good to share. But I would imagine in this environment of um, being, um, you know, in, uh, 
the leader of a group, that might even be more. Do you find yourself, the two of you, sharing um, more over the course of the of the retreat about yourselves or um, just a little bit so people sort of know you're in it with them? Yeah, I would say I, I would say just a little bit. I mean, I yeah, definitely little, I don't not, think we, we don't want to monopolize the time. Mm-hmm. It's about them. It's not yeah. about us. Yeah, yeah. So I want to move a little bit and talk about. You know, you have this beautiful thing. I don't know how how long have you been doing the retreats now? We've. Well, we've only known each other since last May, so not even a year. And we've not done, even we've done, a year. Yeah, we've done two retreats together. And I've done, I did one previously, a, like a pilot retreat. And so um, you're just, uh, although you sound as if you have been doing it for a long time, it's actually been a very short time. Yeah. Yeah. So but what are your, yeah. go ahead. No, it does. It does feel... I think because we work so well together, I think it feels like we've been doing it a lot longer, but they are it's very new, very new. So I would imagine that, um, you know, there's always what we're doing and what we dream of <laughs> in life, I guess, but I would imagine there's a lot of uh, dreams you have for this work, uh, both together and separately. Can we hear some about, um, you know, where you think you're going I, I think um, I think we're going to definitely continue with the retreats, and I could see there's like two to three a year, um, you know, in different locations, and and then I think we're also both really passionate about education, you know, like healthcare professional education and helping through educating people helping to improve the care of families because the care that I received was pretty horrible mm. and um, and it wasn't that long ago and so so I think that we can do some you know at least in Los Angeles trying to talk to people you know at hospitals and medical school doulas that that type of thing I think that's kind of for me that's where I want to focus my attention right now. And you, Ivy? Yeah, I'm very passionate also about going into hospitals and going into training um, graduate schools, medical schools, um, in doulas and midwives and working in just all of those areas that have to do with reproduction and um, pregnancy and actually, and also um, IVF doctors. Um, and just in anywhere you can increase people's sens- sensitivities and awareness around, you know, how to treat women during such a vulnerable time um, to hopefully decrease any mental health complications uh, that are long-lasting. I just, there's so much still to be done, even here locally in Los Angeles. Um, so we have our work cut out for us. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. And, um, there's been even some asking like for workshops. So we're, we're rolling that one around right now. 
doing a day kind of workshop for couples because the men are really neglected. There's not a lot of uh, resources for men, and, um, and, and couples really need just kind of some navigation after these types of tragedies occur. Yes, because I imagine that can really disrupt, uh, you know, as, as any loss can really do disrupt relationship. Is that your experience? Maybe, yeah. maybe sometimes yeah, bring have, people closer and sometimes disrupt. Well, or, yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily increase your chances of breaking up or divorce or anything like that, but it definitely can um, increase the chasm between the two, two people if they don't, you know, kind of understand where each person is coming from in their grief and the, and the way they're grieving. Because people do it so individually? Well, men and women, we're just hardwired differently. And women have a more intimate experience with the loss and therefore are more emotionally connected um, to their bodies. You know, they suffer more guilt and more sense of responsibility. Um, and uh, men tend not to want to talk about it where women do. And then if a man is having a bad day, they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to upset their partner if she's having a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and men and women. That whole, that whole it's never a good time to bring it up thing, huh? <laughs> never seems um, like a good time, I guess. <laughs> uh, to backtrack just a minute, because I was curious, when you do uh, get a chance to do some education in hospitals or medical schools or, um, you know, in any of those areas, are people open to what you're what you're sharing, or are they somewhat resistant? What what kind of reception have you been getting when you're trying to do the training? That that seems so important because um, that's the first, you know, interface in a way when you're in the midst of the loss. I think well, people are yeah. want to know. I mean, I, I've only I know, what the presentation that we did yesterday. Um, yeah. And then two other places, and I think both times they were very open to listening and thought it was so interesting, and everyone gets something from the presentation. And um, uh, And we're also using scenes from the film in the trainings, Mm -hmm. which is like it just like shows the human perspective so much better than maybe words can. I I would imagine because it's such uh if if anyone didn't hear um my previous show with Kylie Hannish, go look up the film Return to Zero because I think it captures I I feel that it captures that experience, even though that's not my experience, but it really captures loss magnificently as well. Uh just just what it's like to have a major loss and try to navigate the world. Um, so I could imagine that would really open up the willingness to hold the um, the family experiencing this loss differently, just to see it, you know, yeah. so so deeply portrayed. Mm-hmm. So our time is unbelievably almost up, um, wow. but I I just really appreciate the work you're doing and I know it's going to blossom and and grow and 
continue to be beautiful. So keep me updated about everything that that comes comes your way through it. Um, both of you, thank you so much for being here with me. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. And uh, I hope people will go to returntozerohealingcenter.com and also drivymorgulis.com to find out more about the work. Next week, I'll be talking with Anne Randolph, a comedian and character actor whose one-woman show, Loveland, involves the audience in expressing their grief on stage. I just saw her last week, and you won't want to miss her. She's incredibly funny and also just incredibly heartful. Quite an amazing person. This has been Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. I look forward to being with you again next week for another meaningful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us for Good Grief. Please come back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Cheryl Jones, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a meaningful week. Abre mi corazón.